0: In this week's episode, I wanted to share with you all an anecdote or a series of experiences that I have had in the past few days that have been incredibly emotional for me. And the combination of these things and what I've been feeling, what I have been living and what I have been remembering is the key word. They have sort of revealed how some things have come full circle. As per usual, before I get started, I want to give a shout out to the companies that I endorse, Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, LP Percussion Evans Drumheads, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Yuca Tape, Nirvana handpans, and last but not least, my dear friends from Ultimate Ears in-ear monitors. And if you're looking to upgrade your in-ear game, if you are looking for your very first pair of ears, look no further. Ultimate Ears are the best in the business. And I am offering you a 20% discount code. So if you email my friend Joe Lester at UltimateAudioJoe at gmail.com and you give him that code or the code DA20 DASNDEMIAN ARRIAGA20 you will get a 20% discount across the board. You know, I get asked often when it all started for me or what was my beginnings in music like. And now that I'm a seasoned player or a seasoned musician or older, uh there are many instances or many things that I see or places that I go that I remember having played there when I was younger. Like whenever I see something about Boston and I see places like the Middle East upstairs or Bill's Bar or the Paradise Rock Club and all these, th- these things, I'm all instantly sort of taken back to that time. But there is something special about something that happened to me recently, again, that I want to share with you guys. And Back when I graduated from college, this was around 2004, 2005, I met a band from New York. They were called West State Five, whom later ended up being some of my closest friends. And they were a band from New York and they were working with a producer in Boston that I had met and they needed a percussionist. And my teacher at school had recorded their album, but they were looking for a band member and somebody that would potentially tour with them. So my friend Leo, who ended up being a monumental person in my life, you've heard me mention him before, he got me my first break in music prior to hooking me up with that band by allowing me to play with Gary Sharon and everything started from there, but anyhow, that was that was in a way a genesis of to many things. But working with this band, West State 5, was the very first working musician experience that I really ever had. At the time I was playing in Boston, a lot of local shows, Latin jazz shows, all over that stuff. But I wasn't really traveling that much and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do or envision myself doing. But this was a pop percussion gig playing awesome songs with a great band and I had heard that they had a little bit of a following going and they were recording this really cool album so I was really excited to be a part of it it was one of the first opportunities that we have you know we always think about when a big break is going to come your way and what opportunities there might be along the way and this was without a doubt a big one and I felt really really excited about everything the band was awesome the producers were great, the the songs were great, and I just felt like it all made sense. The only quote-unquote problem was that they were based in New York, I was living in Boston, and I had no plans or money to live in another city, or in this case, in New York, New York City, which was extremely expensive as you can imagine. So I made a deal with a band that I would take a, a bus from Boston's Chinatown to New York's Chinatown and they would pay me x amount of money and cover the bus fare and we did that what feels like countless times and i remember how exciting it was and i just loved that feeling of slumming it in a way you know grabbing my two congas and a set of timbales or instruments or whatnot and walk from my house to the train and then to the train station in Boston and then load it into a bus in the middle of the morning or like super early in the morning and a super crowded bus and driving, you know, five hours to Boston and taking a break to eat at some buffet or awful fast food joint. And I get to New York and I got to the Chinatown in New York, which is crazy. And my buddy Adam or Felipe would pick me up and we would drive to the Upper West Side and I would sleep. I would be exhausted or we would have rehearsals and the following day we would gig. And by the next day, I was back where I started Chinatown bus all the way back to Boston. And this happens a lot. A lot of musicians do it. The first few times I carried my own percussion stuff because I was very busy back in Boston but since I started working with that band, that kind of they kind of became my priority, and I left my percussion there, so I just basically had to go on the bus. And again, I did this a million times, and I remember the bus stop and what it felt like, what it smelled like, and my excitement to get to New York and play with these guys. And it was awesome. And eventually, we stopped playing because we all relocated to Los Angeles. And it was one of those times that throughout my... Life as a musician, I've remembered very fondly what it was like, again, not only to play with them into that the awesome crowd that we would draw, but the experience of that. It felt like never really felt like paying my dues, but it wasn't easy either. And I remember listening to so many uh, Megadeth records and extreme records. I remember this vividly, the So Far, So Good, So What record by Megadeth and the Three Sides to Every Story by uh, extreme which b- 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 no secret i listen to those basically on a weekly basis so it it's not that big of a deal but anyhow many years have gone by new york is a city that i visit often and i've toured the world and i've been all over and it's been amazing and i always think fondly of that time and every time i go to new york i think about the 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 quote-unquote struggle or the hustle or the that time and I remember Chinatown and I remember those things but I hadn't actually gone and I hadn't been exactly to the places where I used to be picked up at and recently we've been on this promo run with the Jonas Brothers playing a few festivals and we stayed at a hotel near Chinatown and I took a walk with my wife and I I started getting all these flashbacks. I wasn't aware of where I was until I was there in the pavement, in the actual corner where things happened for me. And I was just blown away and I had this massive flashback and it was really, really crazy. So later that night, I we get on a bus and we go, or in a van and we go perform at the world famous Jones Beach in Long Island. And, you know, we're driving back from the city or from the venue. I should say, and the van stops and pulls right next to where I used to get dropped off, and the experience was identical. I can't even imagine. I'm getting goosebumps telling you about this. It felt like the exact same thing, a big vehicle shaking and moving, going all slow and stopping, and you could hear the brakes stop. You can hear the traffic. You can hear the people making noise. It was just unbelievable, and I felt like I was back in 2005 but thankfully my career has taken off to the point where now it's 2019 so 14 years later basically if I'm doing the math correctly and we pull up a little farther into a hotel and not um, just at at the bus stop and that was just a magnificent feeling and it was absolutely beautiful and the next day And today, I'm talking to you from Boston, from a city that has been monumental in my career and in my life and my formation as a human being. And I got to play, and I've spoken about this venue before, I got to play what used to be called the Great Woods or the Tweeter Center and now the Xfinity Center, which was a venue where I saw Dream Theater, Megadeth, Deep Purple, Emerson, Lake & Palmer, Sting, Lenny Kravitz, uh, Pantera, Black Sabbath, Incubus, Soulfly, Disturbed. I mean, any band you can imagine. I used to go there and I played it and it just felt so unbelievable. Never gets old. But if this whole week couldn't get more emotional and more intense for me, I went to catering and I said hello to this Guy that was just kind of there and he looked familiar and he told me his name. He's like, I'm Nico. And I'm like, Oh, I'm Demian. Nice to meet you. And then I was like, We both look at each other like, Oh, you look familiar. It was kind of crazy. And I start, the wheel start turning, right? And I'm like, Wait, holy crap. Nico from School of Rock. And this whole thing started flashing back again. And I had met or I had re seen uh reacquainted myself with one of the first kids i ever taught at school rock that had moved out of the city and i lost complete track of and i never even thought in a million years i would see him again and i taught him in 2007 between 2007 2008 and i finally saw him and he is a full grown ass man professional musician touring we're sharing a festival together it was just, my heart was going to explode. And he has grown to be a phenomenal human being from what I can tell. And he was very grateful for the impact we had in his life. So, I mean, it was just been an absolutely outstanding last few days. And the people that I've met, which I'll talk about at some other podcasts, I've met some incredible uh, figures in the sort of politics journalist world journalism world that have been also idols of mine so it has been a very intense last few days to say the least and um with the news that the 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 Jonas Brothers album is number one the successor having and even though I didn't record on the album it doesn't even matter I feel such joy and happiness for them it's just absolutely outstanding so I hope I see I get to see you all on the road and thank you so much for listening this was the music mentor podcast.